Welcome to the Vetiver Vibes podcast. We're your hosts, Nikki Frazier and Rachel Dean, certified clinical aromatherapists. We are excited to have you here on today's episode where you know that you'll get the best essential oil scoop. This episode is brought to you by Essentia, a leading online school for aromatherapy. If you want to learn more about aroma massage, check out the courses at www.schoolofessentia.com. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Vetiver Vibes. Nikki Fraser here with Rachel Dean. And today Hi. we're talking about just thinking outside the box. Yes, that's something that we need to do as aromatherapists for sure. Um, we meet with lots of different people um, and they have lots of different issues going on. So we are trying to always like gather as much information as we can. And then we have to kind of like decipher it and like figure out what it is that we've been told so it's not always straightforward and we need to kind of use critical thinking skills and figure out kind of what's happening and you have to be able to figure out too like if someone gives you like says something like I have heavy periods or something you know and it might seem like that's not even what they're talking about though like maybe they're talking about they have like a digestive issue but you need to like pay attention to like all the things that someone has told you um, because it's important when you're picking out your oils that you're going to use for them for blends. Um, so absolutely just, you know, things that we're thinking about um, as Nikki and I have done lots of courses, Nikki's taking a bunch of courses currently. So, you know, she's <laughs> using these skills regularly. I have to use my, these skills regularly in my day-to-day job as well as I negotiate contracts for a living. So I'm always looking for those little, things to see what it is that the um is the important parts and uh yeah so we just thought we'd chat a little bit about how we can use those skills and kind of some ideas on what it is you should be looking for when you're thinking about um like like either a case study um either like the mock case studies that you might have to do or real case studies um so you can try to figure out what those important words are that kind of come across your desk and why or even just everyday things, right? Like I'm just thinking right now, I'm currently finishing up two courses uh, and I have another course ready right there. As soon as I, I told myself I couldn't start this next one until these two courses were done. That's so a good idea. Within the next month, those two courses will be done. Um, I'll be able to move forward and start my next course. I am literally always taking courses and it's important when taking courses or just even in everyday life of looking at the big picture. I have a lot of things that come across in my studies where I'm like, oh, what is that? Or, you know, the instructors have talked about it but I might still be stuck on a concept or not fully understand. And I always like to first do my own little research before going back to them. So I always like to first reread what it is that I'm reading. Did I fully understand it? What parts did I understand? What parts do I maybe need a bit more clarity on? And the parts that I need more clarity on, okay, is there somewhere else in the course that's explaining this more? Or where can I look for further information also? Um, my first thing isn't usually to go straight to instructors. That's my personality. Um, I always like to try and, you know, do that critical thinking on my own first. If it's a term, dictionaries are always there. I 
harp on my own children constantly uh, <laughs> as to, you know, they're asking what different things are. I'm always asking, do you understand this word? Do you understand that word? And I literally pull, they always want to go straight to the computer dictionary. And I've got my, I've got old school dictionaries that I'm always like, no, let's pull out the old school because then they can see other words around it and different things like that too. But, yep. you know, so I'm always looking at big picture aspect and what you said earlier um there was something that just made me think of to like this is why we have health history forms that we have to go through yes they might be coming in like you said for digestive issues but as the example you used you know through this health history form and often people forget to put things on health history forms, which is why it's always great to ask questions and chit chat and different things like that with clients when you're seeing them, where all of a sudden, you know, it might be heavy periods or scanty periods, or I don't remember which one you said, um, comes up and it's like, oh, okay, so keep, let's keep that in our mind frame so that let's say if it is heavy periods, then I'm not going to use oils that are known to trigger and that worse that. <laughs> yeah. right versus yeah. scanty periods okay let's find things that will help with flow let's help things like circulation and all of that type of stuff too so it's really looking big picture at the whole thing which is why you know health history when I'm with clients is important or just everyday life looking at what's happening around that situation I think it's hard when you're an aromatherapist because you want everything to be straightforward where, you know, you want this one oil that's going to help with a tummy ache and you want that one oil that's going to help with a headache and you want this one oil, but there's so many variables and you have to like aromatherapy is uh, the oils can help with many things. They also might not help. So like you have to just always be willing to like kind of go with the flow um, because everybody's different and they are plant materials and they are harvested at different times and you know like we want the optimal of everything obviously and you want to have good oils and you want to have all of those things so that you're getting like you know ideally the best out of it but for example lavender right most people lavender makes people fall asleep so like it's a great one but there are like a handful of people I don't know what the actual percentage is that it just wires them up it makes them the exact opposite right so you know it's not a black and white kind of thing and that's aromatherapy just isn't unfortunately um but you know neither is you know anything else anything else (laughs) exactly I was like we are unique people and what works for one person won't necessarily work for the next that's why there's nothing standard that should be blanketed of like this will help everybody because everybody is unique and different and likes and dislikes and all of that yeah absolutely so so yeah, so that's, I just think it's important that we keep those things in mind as we're working as aromatherapists, as we're working as new students in aromatherapy, that we're um, thinking of those things um, and know that just like everything is fluid. So if someone, you know, something says that it can help with, you know, you know, tummy aches or digestive issues or something like that, then, you know, just know that it could help. It's not likely to make it worse in 99% of the cases, like for sure. Um, but yeah, if you, when your client tells you that, you know, they have heavy periods, then you want to stay away from the oils that are going to maybe make that worse, even if that's not what they're there for. Um, I just think that's yeah. important to learn all that stuff. Um, 
And also when, looking, okay. oh, uh, also when looking at health conditions, right? Of just, if you're not under, if you don't know what a health condition is, don't be afraid to look it up and see what body systems those interact with. Um, that's an important part. So if someone is, kind, I mean, an easy one is someone comes with you with, you know, it's cold and flu season and they're just feeling under the weather. Okay, so you might want to look at the respiratory system. You might want to look at the lymphatic system, right? Those are systems that are going to be affected. So what oils can support the respiratory system? What oils can support the lymphatic system? And those are oils that you're going to be gravitating towards. And then seeing, you know, what are their likes and dislikes and all that type of stuff too. But it's important to know, that's why we always, you know, this is why we have an anatomy and physiology portion to the course is because you need to know what these conditions are and what part of the body is being affected. Now, a lot of my clients come, I like for very standard things, um, you know, things that I've known about for a long time. But every now and then I get a client where it's a condition where I'm like, I haven't of that before let's dive a little bit deeper and it's just knowing where to get that proper education around it um so you know i'm getting i'm finding sources about the condition from associations or health agencies that are known for those health conditions so that i can learn more about it um, don't be afraid to do that research and to find the proper information that's out there and ask your clients too yeah they know like you know and if they don't then you know you guys can figure that journey out together but um but yeah ask your clients because there's a good chance that they know more about their conditions other than just the name of it so absolutely um, you guys can work through that together um one of the things too we thought we'd chat a bit about was just kind of going through things that you have to think about when you're making a blend um so you know we've chatted a little bit about like big picture when you kind of get like a little bit like a smaller picture you have to like actually make sure that you're making blends that are properly form formulated for everybody um so you have to think about like the method of application how are you going to give this to them is it going to be a roller bottle is it going to be a inhaler or diffuser blend are you going to make a bomb or a salve or bath salts or what have you so you have to like think about kind of what is the best um way to like actually help them so um for me, if I have a, I'm going to go back to tummy ache for some reason. My tummy's bothering me today, clearly. <laughs> you know, but I would make a roller bottle because I can just roll it on my tummy when I'm upset, right? So like, you know, I don't, I'm not going to make a bath for that because it's not going to help me um, as uh, quickly as I would want in the time because I probably can't stop my life and just go jump in the bath. <laughs> Whereas for me this week, honestly, I've been eating grounding. I've been just off and I can tell my emotions have been off um so I've actually had three baths this week and and the temperature turned cold which is always puts me in the mood for baths um so I think there's three three nights this week I hopped into the bath with my aromatherapy blend just for grounding emotional support mood support um and when my three reasons dry, to make it yeah. And those yeah. are great reasons to make a bath blend for a client yeah. or for yourself is, you know, for that grounding and yeah. um, calming and, and sore stress muscles. reduction and sore muscles. I had really yeah, sore exactly. muscles. So yeah, that was, I, I chose in that moment to have a bath because I was, I'll say home alone. My husband wasn't home to, um, to massage my back. 
So I was just like, great, I will have a bath with some pain management oils and instead of a topical blend. And that was fantastic. But yeah, knowing first, what is it that you're going to make is absolutely important. Yeah. Um, and then you have to decide what oils you're going to use. Um, so if you're picking your oils, you want to be looking for what are their um dermal maximums you want to make sure you think about um any safety precautions is your client pregnant is your client um a child a certain age a child exactly so you have to like keep all of those things in mind and then you know if you're looking at your oil profiles think about um <laughs> what uh you know what's the best choice for that um for those of you who are on uh, just the podcast audio, my puppy who's been barking off and on for the last 45 minutes and delayed this podcast has now jumped on my lap and is in the video. <laughs> so I'm trying and to And is very cuddly mood. He's so cute. <laughs> so just in case you're trying to wonder what we're kind of what laughing, we're laughing about. about. Yeah. <laughs> this is Apollo. Um but yeah, age absolutely yeah. matters, like you said. Um, and also where you're applying the blend. Is it for the face? Because then you need to make sure that it's a lower percent, right? A 1%, 0 0.5, 1.25%. Um, or is it, you know, uh, going to go on your ankle because you twisted your ankle and you want to help something for that, right? Those are going to be very different percents that you're going to be using. Exactly um what carrier oils are you going to use do you have a carrier oil that can support um you know the the blend if, if it is something you're making with with carrier oils obviously um and don't be afraid important. to go outside your comfort zone with, with the carrier oils either um you can't use just fractionated coconut oil for everything nikki no i do <laughs> I, I know it is the nice thing with it is because it has the long shelf life and I get that and it doesn't interfere and it doesn't stain. I a hundred percent get that, but there's so much more. And we even had uh, Susan Parker on who was talking about it. I know, Anyone I know. who's in um, some of our Facebook groups, I've been obsessed with castor oil for a while now. Um, and I always just bring it up because I use it every single day because it is anti-inflammatory and soothing and, do my castor oil packs and my hair masks and which I put off this morning to record these episodes um, <laughs> and all of that. And it's, so there's more to, but I understand you don't want them to go rancid though. So you don't want to buy them in bulk quantities yeah. because you want to use them before they go rancid. Absolutely. And that's the nice thing with fractionated coconut oil is that it does have such a long shelf life, but go aside the fractionated coconut oil. Look at jojoba. I agree. Look at I agree. Look I've used avocado. lots of different ones as well. Um, keep them in the fridge. They'll last longer that way too. Yeah. Um, and just use your yeah, cooking so. oils. Like honestly, yeah. my avocado, my sesame, uh, my olive. Um, I'm missing one. There's another one that I often use that is just a cooking like oil. That's all I use, but yeah. And, yeah. and it is like I just pour I either just pour a little bit out and have that in my aromatherapy stash or I just bring the bottle back and forth <laughs> yeah like, of course no that makes sense so that way they won't go rancid if you're cooking with them too yeah um if you're using so 
if you have a brand new client who you've never worked with before and they come to you, Nikki, with like five different issues, mm-hmm. what are you going to do with them? Are you going to, you know, make something for them for all of their issues or tell me more about that? I love that because we see this often. Um, keep it simple. Keep it simple, silly. Kiss method is what I like to do. And I always say silly at the end instead. But um, <laughs> like, that's not how I have that sentence. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to keep it PG. <laughs> uh, but no, just honestly, keep it simple. You usually when someone comes to see you, they're in overwhelm. They're coming because something isn't working. And depending on what it is, they might be in overwhelm. They might not be. But I always err on the side of they're in an overwhelmed mood. And even if they aren't, they might be someone like me where I have really come to notice that I get decision fatigue easier and easier. Um, I don't know if it's just this stage of the year, stage of my life. I don't know what. But honestly, if I have to make a decision, it's not going to happen. Um, sure. It's Decision fatigue is big for a lot of people. So if I have all of these products in front of me and I have to remember when to take what, what to take when, all these new changes, that is going to also throw me an overwhelm of like, do do I do this, apply this one first or this one second? Do I do this diffuser now and then apply this one? Like, so keeping it simple, one to two things max, I would say. As soon as you get to three, it can be too much for a lot of people. This is where... It's also important to know your client. First time you see them, stick to that one to two max. Once you know them better, you have a good rapport, ask them specifically, you know, and because sometimes we also like to have more than one option for a certain condition. So something like chronic pain, you want to have a topical blend for the area for chronic pain, but there's also a lot of great research that shows, you know, just inhaling an aroma can help with the chronic pain because at that point we're working on the autonomic nervous system. We're bringing the parasympathetic back up we're, and all of that jazz, which comes in with chronic yeah. pain, getting out of that fight flight free zone. So having a personal inhaler and a topical blend for chronic pain condition is absolutely amazing to have. But as soon as you start, you need to ask them like, okay, if a massage blend and a personal inhaler is good. Could you do a bath blend also? Would you be interested in a bath blend also to accompany that, that you could use at times? If they say, no, I don't like baths, then baths are out. But if they say, yeah, you know, every now and then I like to take a bath and it wouldn't be, you know, overwhelming for me to remember to use the oils in the bath. Great. You could then make a bath blend as well but you want to keep it to one to two things to start with. Absolutely. I found too also is that if you have a new client and you do one to two things to start, then you also can get that feedback on that one thing to see, yeah. is it actually helping? Is that, you know, roller bottle or diffuser blend or what have you, did it help? Did it help with whatever it was that was bothering them? If they have too many things, then you actually don't know if like which has helped as well. And yes. You don't know if you need to tweak it. So like maybe if it's a pain blend, maybe, yeah, it helps. It helps with the pain. It reduces it, but you know, they still have pain. So maybe then you can tweak that blend if you're not at your like maximums and you can take that back and tweak it and work with them until you can get that blend right. And then you can work on the next thing. So like they would then be able to continue to use the pain blend 
if they have pain, but now you can also help them with their upset tummy or their headaches, which I guess is kind of pain too, but a different kind usually. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And it's also, and that just really made me think of, we also don't want to inundate the body too much, right? If we are using oils nonstop through the day, that can actually have the opposite effect also. Uh, the nerve, the nervous system is very much stimulated with essential oils. And if you are using them literally from morning to night, you could actually start having the opposite effect where it's causing headaches, where it's now per- putting your nervous system out of balance because it's just being like, okay, this is too much now. You you have me going nonstop, nonstop, nonstop that I just, I'm tapped out and I'm now going into fight, flight, free zone again to try and get out of that state. Um, so remember that you don't want to have too much either for that reason. Yeah, no, that's great. That's a good reminder for sure. Because when we get into essential oils, it's usually the first thing we do is start using them for everything. Right? <laughs> I remember myself doing oh, it. Like, yeah, I did it too, for sure. Um, but now I find that like using them for specific things when I need them is actually better for me at least it's it's better yeah. for me so um the body needs a break too not everything yeah, needs exactly. to be scented that's the other thing I keep yeah. telling people clean doesn't always need to be scented I love adding my oils to a cleaning product don't get me wrong um yeah. but it's like you don't need to have scent in every single room every single product every single aspect of your life we've just become yeah. a society where that expects scent and we don't need to no, I agree. And I know I've shared before too, that like in my house that uh, one of my kids has sensory issues. So sometimes scents are great and other times, nope, 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 not allowed to have those. Um, so I find that I end up making more things that are just for me. Um, so like, you know, I wear necklaces and I wear, um, I use roller bottles or inhalers, things like that. So I can use it when I want to use it. Um, and they can use it when they want to use it too. They do. Um, but uh it's not just something that's always like happening in our household because it doesn't work for everybody. And yeah, that's important to keep in mind. Yeah. So, so and all of um, these things, you know, really, it makes me think back to the beginning of this conversation of looking at the big picture, right? We yeah. need to take the whole thing. And that's what holistic modalities are. You're looking at the whole person, not one specific area, but everything. Um, so the person, the surroundings, the environment, what's going on emotionally, physically, all of that aspect. And unfortunately, none of that is black and white. <laughs> no, there's you can't just open the a... book and be like, this is what I'm gonna use. No no other thoughts need to happen. So. Yeah, no. And that's not um, even and you haven't even started really to take into consideration their personal preference either. Um because, you know, you're not yeah. going to add peppermint to a blend, which has a very overpowering aroma when they don't like peppermint. Right. So <laughs> Agreed. It's, Agreed. I've, I've just come to the point where I can stand like one drop of patchouli in a blend at times it has to depend on the day, the time, the moment that I'm using the blend. But like, if they don't like an oil aroma, they're not going to use it. And then you've made that for nothing. They've wasted all that time, money also. And so we really like, we're here to support people. 
And so we need to, to look at it all. Yeah. Um, if you guys have any questions about this, feel free to comment and let us know because we like to be able to give back feedback or if you have any other ideas and tips, we can add that to a future yeah. uh, podcast as well because you know, everybody's has their own way of tackling this wide variety of essential oils and and uh, carrier oils and everything that we use in aromatherapy. So yeah. And just again, for tips and tricks. Yeah. And just again, of dealing with everyday life events, thinking outside the box. It's a, it's a good thing to have, good thing to need. So, absolutely. Well, I think that is a good spot to wrap up this episode. So thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Better Revives. Nikki here with Rachel, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for spending your time with us here at Vetiver Vibes. This episode was brought to you by Accentria, a leading online aromatherapy school. Don't forget to check out some of our free resources at www.schoolofacentria.com. If you love this episode or you got a lot of value out of it, please make sure you share it with someone in your community who you think would enjoy it too. If you haven't already subscribed or reviewed the show yet, you can go on over to your preferred streaming platform and hit subscribe, then leave a review. This is the best way to help support us and we appreciate it. Email us with a screenshot of your review and we will send you a free guided meditation as our way to say thank you. This podcast is for information purposes only. We are certified clinical aromatherapists and holistic health professionals. If you have a medication concern, please refer to your health team. Everyone's health is unique to themselves, so the topics and suggestions stated may or may not apply directly to you.